Hi, I'm Leanne Kim, and this is The Business of Thinking Big, the podcast where we talk all things business mindset, strategy, and hustle. So if you're looking to grow your revenue, serve more dream clients, and create amazing new possibilities, then you, my friend, are in the right place. Stay tuned. Well, hello, and welcome to The Business of Thinking Big As always, I'm your host and business coach, Leanne Kim. I was inspired to record this episode for you today based on a conversation I had with one of my incredible Mamas & Co. members. I want to give a shout out to Courtney Martin of Quadrant Bookkeeping. She and I sat down for a strategy call, oh, a ways back now, and she asked me a really good question right at the end of the call. And I, I loved it so much. It was actually something that I don't think anyone has ever asked me or certainly not in a very long time. And as I had to think about my response and was responding, I actually thought, you know what? This is a really great topic and it would make a really great podcast. So Courtney, thank you so much for the conversation and the inspiration. And now I'm going to dive into the question that she asked me. Courtney asked me, If you were to look back on your first year of business, what would you do or what would you do differently now that you've had all this experience? And I thought, what a beautiful question and not something I think about a lot. You know, I've been at this for a while now. When you look at my entire entrepreneurial journey, it's basically, I've been at this for a decade. But from when I first started my coaching business, you know, quitting the day job and going all in. That's been over six years now. And I have learned a lot. And the truth is, when she asked me this question and I thought about it, there are things that I would do differently now, knowing what I know about business and about how these things work. I have so much more experience than I did even two years ago, let alone six or seven or eight. So I love this question. Courtney, thank you for asking it and thank you for letting me share it on the show. I identified five big areas or basically five things that I would do differently now knowing what I know about my business. And the first area is marketing. Specifically, I would have made marketing more of a priority in those early days than I did. Now, I was a hustler. I was really good at getting myself out there. I was speaking a lot. You know, I've I've talked about this on the show many times. In fact, I dubbed my first full year of entrepreneurship hashtag year of the hustle. I use that hashtag everywhere because I was hustling everywhere. I was going across town. I was doing speaking gigs. I was trying to get the right kind of attention on my business. But you know what I wasn't doing? I wasn't taking the time to learn about marketing, to really understand how marketing of a small business, specifically an entrepreneurial coaching business. I really didn't understand how those pieces worked. I was doing a lot of different things, but if I look back, I will tell you that I didn't make marketing enough of a priority. And specifically, 
I wasn't focusing enough on expanding my reach, reaching new audiences. I got good at sales throughout the first year of my business. And so I created a lot of discovery calls and I was converting a lot of those people into customers. But those are all sort of bottom of the funnel strategies. As I look back now, what happened was I had a warm audience around me that was kind of already there. A lot of people knew me because of, you know, the early days of Mamas and Co. I relied a lot on my pre existing relationships and people that knew people. So I was working all of the warm stuff, you know, that good old word of mouth marketing that almost everybody I know starts out with. So I was working all of that. But when I look back, what happened was I burned through those warm leads pretty quickly. And because I wasn't focusing on expanding and reaching new people, I ended up with an empty funnel. So now that I look back, what I would have done differently is I really would have got to understand marketing, online marketing, and I would have done more of those outreach type of things, more of those top of funnel strategies that brought the right people in. As I say, I wasn't not doing it, but I can tell you that I wasn't making it the priority that it needed to be. And had I done that, I just would have reached my business goals faster, which leads me to area number two, which is kind of like a subset of marketing, which is I would have done more video sooner. So back at this time, Instagram reels didn't exist, but you could post videos on Instagram. You could post to for up to a minute. But the day that, you know, these days that I'm speaking of, this was the time before TikTok. It was YouTube was around, but YouTube was more of that sort of long form video. And so I wasn't doing much of any of it, to be honest with you. I did test out something back in the early days because, of course, you know, my brand was Think Big. So I, I called them Think Big Thursdays, your 30 second sales tip. And I would speak to the camera and share a sales tip. When I look at these videos now, they're still up there, by the way, you can still find them on Instagram. But when I look at the videos, I do cringe a little. It's very beginner style as real how-to content. But when I look back at what I was doing in my marketing, this was some of the most effective stuff I was doing. Not necessarily because of the tip that I was sharing, but because of the principles of video, right? People could see my face, hear my voice, they could see that I knew the kinds of things that they needed help with. So I was building massive credibility and authority, but the problem was I did this for a little while and then I stopped. And even when I was doing it, I was doing it once a week. After all, they were called Think Big Thursday videos. And so eventually, you know, I replaced this with my weekly podcast, which you're listening to now. I replaced this with other types of more effective content, but I was doing video. I just wasn't doing enough of it. If I had it to do over, I would be doing video probably multiple times a week and I would be studying it and getting better at it. What most people do and what I did is I'd record it, I'd post it, and then I'd never look at it again because I was so embarrassed. You know, it feels cringy to put your face out there to talk to the camera, 
knowing that people might see, my family might see, my ex-boss, my old coworkers might see. Of course it feels awkward. But knowing what I know now, which is this is the fastest way to attract and connect with your future customers. And I am all about doing things that give you those results quickly. I'm about working smarter, not harder. And video is exactly that. It is working smarter. I did a whole bunch of things in marketing that if I just really zeroed in on this one thing, short videos on social media that spoke to the needs of my customers, I think I would have grown a lot faster. And I would have gotten over my own fears around this because guess what? I still do video. I do more of it now than I ever did before. And if you're curious, you want to see what that kind of thing is, head on over to Instagram. You can find me at Leanne Kim Coach. And at least once or twice a week, I'm sharing some form of video content. So I did get better at this, but I wish I embraced this sooner. I wish I got better at it sooner because again, my business would have just grown more quickly and a lot of the other things I was working on just would have fallen into place that much sooner. Okay, the number three thing that I would change about my first year in business or when I was first starting out is I would have learned to trust my gut more. You know, when you get in those situations where you're just like, oh, this isn't feeling right or this isn't working out or this person is really dragging down my energy. Looking back, I had a number of those scenarios in my first couple of years and I knew in my gut it wasn't working, but I didn't have enough courage to walk away or I didn't have enough courage to address the problem head on. And I think this is a very common problem for women in general, is that we tend to shy away from conflict. We shy away from things that make us feel uncomfortable. And guess what happens? The problems persist. So I would have these little, you know, gut inklings, these little feelings that I, oh, yeah, this doesn't feel right. But then I'd go, oh, but you know, it's happening. So I guess I should just go along with it, right? Or, oh, gosh, I know. I, th- I think I should maybe stop working with this customer because it just doesn't feel aligned. But they've already paid me and we're already halfway through and I guess I'll just keep keep going on. I wish that I could trust my gut, learn to listen to my gut and learn to act on that sooner because I do that now. And in general, in my life, I have done well in life because I am a fairly decisive person. Once I decide something, I take action and things generally tend to work out. But when we're talking about situations where there's emotion involved or we don't feel great, you know, can be very hard to see see clearly. You know what I'm talking about when you've had a big decision to make and you feel so nervous about it and you feel like you want to throw up right? There's butterflies in your stomach and your heart is pounding so loud. You can actually hear it in your own ears, your heart pounding, your heart racing. You know you got to do this thing, but oh, it just feels so hard to do it. That's what I would have learned to deal with better sooner, which is just listening to my gut, trusting my gut, acting on my gut. I think there's probably one or two things right now, a scenario in your life or your business where you might just be sitting on making a decision. Something's just not feeling aligned, but it feels too difficult to do something about it, so you're living with it. 
If that is you, my friend, I feel you. I see you. Clearly, I have been there. But, you know, again, looking back, it's just something that I would have learned how to manage better is just that trusting our gut. The fourth area, and this is a tough one, I would have hired help sooner and I would have hired more help. But this is a tough one because I was also very profit-minded and I think that served me well. So I don't advocate for people spending every penny they ever make in their business back into their business. In fact, I often see it as a red flag when a potential client will say to me, oh, I I'm not, I'm not paying myself because I'm investing everything back into the business, right? And isn't that what you're supposed to do? You're supposed to invest back into the business so the business can grow. Yes, and you also need to be paying yourself or it's going to start to feel real painful real soon. If your business is feeling more like a hobby, you're probably not paying yourself enough. You're not profit-minded enough. So I was profit-minded, but almost to a fault. I think. I really felt like I could do and should know how to do all the different things in my business, especially the tech stuff. You know, all the behind the scenes stuff that I now pay lots of people to do. I was trying to do that myself. And every time I do it, I'd end up in tears. You know, things like starting to build Facebook ads, things like updating my own website, things like even Simple things, you know, like how to use Canva, graphic design. I shouldn't say simple. They're not simple for everyone. They were a bit more intuitive for me. Anytime I found myself in some sort of online platform staring at a screen going, where does this thing go? I should have hired that stuff out sooner. I should have got clear on the help that I needed, though. And that was one thing that I struggled with is what exactly does my business need that I'm not doing well? And who is that person that knows how to do that, right? That's the hard part. When we first start a business, most of us don't have a lot of experience in hiring or leading a team. That's why that area is so hard. Now, I did get to six figures in my business in less than one year, and I did do that by hiring a little help, but it was very late in the process. I should have sought that help out sooner. I should have embraced the idea that, yes, I can afford it. And yes, this will help me reach my goals faster. By trying to do it all on my own, I was really burdening myself with a bunch of tasks that just weren't well suited to me. I'm just not a techie person. You know, I'm not an analytics person. I'm a creator. I'm a big thinker. I'm an action taker. I'm a motivator. If I'm not doing those things, I feel stuck and stagnant. But that was what was happening. I was spending so much time on the behind the scenes tasks of my business that I wasn't giving myself enough time to do the things that I truly loved, to really hone my craft as a coach and a speaker and a mentor because I was spending so much time doing all the other. So looking back, I would have hired better help sooner. I would have found the resources. I would have carved out a little budget for this. And now I can tell you that, you know, many years later, my team is the biggest expense that I have. It's the biggest part of the budget and for good reason. I love the people that are working with me in the business and they're all doing the kinds of things that 
I can't do and frankly, I don't want to (laughs) do. Right? I brought in those fantastic strategic partners that allow me to continue to do what I need to do, which is to expand the vision of this business and to expand our reach. That's my job. I am the visionary. I am the chief marketing officer. I am bringing those new customers in every single day. The business needs me to do those things. And in order to do those things, I need my team. So let me get a give a quick shout out to the women and men behind the scenes of Mamas & Co. and Leanne Kim. I am so grateful for all of you. I would not be where I am today without you. But again, looking back, should have done it sooner. Okay. <laughs> and the last area, again, the question was looking back on your first year of business, what would you do differently? And I would say I would have not let fear get in my way. And specifically, it was the fear of not being liked. I had a lot of feelings around, what if I do this and somebody thinks it's stupid? What if I do this and somebody thinks that I think that I'm so great? What if I do this and my family won't like it? What if I do this and it appears braggy or greedy or selfish? You know, I thought a lot about how I would be perceived by others in the early days. And a lot of those thoughts, I mean, looking back again, I coach women on this, so I know it's completely normal. It's completely rational to have these fears. But looking back, too often I let these fears stop me from doing what I know I should have been doing. I should have been standing on stages sooner. I should have been running MamaCon sooner. My own conference for mama entrepreneurs didn't even happen until a couple years in, and that's because of fear. What if I do this and a bunch of people think it's dumb? Or what if I do this and they don't buy tickets? What if nobody comes? I'm willing to bet that you've had some of these fears stop you as well. So again, while I appreciate that it's really normal, I wish that I had the foresight to know that I am going to take these big and scary leaps and not everyone is going to like it. And I'm going to be just fine because I didn't get into this business to be liked by everyone. I got into this business to be liked by you, my dear listener. You are the only person that I actually care if they like what I'm doing. I'm doing this for you. I'm doing this so that you can have a more successful business so that you can make more money, so that you can feel more of that freedom. I'm doing this so that you can live your dreams. And there are a whole bunch of people out there that I don't care if they like it because they're not you. They're not ever going to become a customer. They're not ever going to do the kinds of things that you're going to do. So I try to remember that whenever my stuff is not being well-received, that is likely someone who is never going to be a raving fan, customer of mine, and that's okay. Because I'm building a business, and a business needs customers. And looking back, all the people that didn't like what I was doing, all those people that I had fears about, none of them became customers. They all went on and did their own thing. 
And some were customers and then left my business, right? Some were in the community and then they decided it wasn't for them anymore. And sure, that stung. But looking back, I know that the people that I was meant to serve, I did serve. And the people that really should matter to you, the only opinion that should matter to you is your own opinion and the opinion of the person that you want to serve. So care less about what the masses think and care more about what you think. Does it feel good to you? Does it feel good? Is it resonating with the people that you want to help? Again, looking back, I was putting a lot of stuff out there. I was taking a lot of action, but it was not the right action. I wasn't taking those bigger, bolder leaps because I was scared of what people might think. And I appreciate that version of me. I'm sending her today, as I think about that girl, I'm sending her lots of love and support and letting her know that it's all going to be okay. You know, you can move through that fear of being disliked. You can move through any fear and know that there's great things on the other side. You might fall down. You will fall down. It's part of the journey. Being an entrepreneur is not for the faint of heart. If you are someone who needs to get it right all the time, you need to have the actions work out perfectly or else, then maybe entrepreneurship isn't for you. But I'm willing to bet if you're listening to this, there is something in you that is greater than what you're currently doing. And if that's the case, then I encourage you to appreciate what I've shared today. Listen, we all got to start somewhere. And I don't regret the choices that I made in the early days because it is what got me here. It's what created the life and the business I have today, which is a life and business I love. But yeah, looking back, I probably would have done a few things differently. So once again, thank you so much to my community member, Courtney, for asking this really great question. I so appreciate it. And if you've enjoyed it, would you please give me a shout on on social media? Tell me what you liked about this episode or hit me up with a DM. I always love to hear it. Thank you, my friend. I hope you enjoyed and I'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to the business of Thinking Big. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast so you never miss an episode. We would love it if you could leave us a review on iTunes, which will help more people like you find the show. And of course, you can learn more at leannekim.com. 